4: presented by AT&T connecting changes everything
5: you're listening to Fox Sports Radio, Sports Radio. Radio. this is straight out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas your host RJ Bell The pregame show America has always wanted from the Vegas Strip. Here's R.J. Bell.
6: You heard it. I'm R.J. live in Las Vegas, live on a Thursday, the week before the Super Bowl, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. That's correct. Now, it's like the news was waiting. When is there a little bit of time where we could get some bandwidth? And boom, the stories are popping. There's a lot of them. Sports bettors listen for the money. Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. He's the fan who beats the man, A.J. Hoffman.
5: Thank you, R.J. Great to be here today. The Vikings hire a head coach from a Super Bowl contender, the uh, Jim Harbaugh flirtation with the NFL has come to an end he will return to Michigan to be their head coach and John Elway denies the allegations made by Brian Flores what is the Vegas lead
6: you know I want you to read what you said or, or reiterate what you said about Harbaugh again because i want to start there but I take objection to it say it one more time Jim Harbaugh's flirtation with all right the so NFL. flirtation implies what who's flirting with whom It seems like they were flirting with each other. Really? It seems like Jim Harbaugh, you know, there's a joke in certain – I mean, it's a joke. I mean, people can get mad at it, but it's said often. But, like, on the show The L Word, which I watched, uh, I like that show, is uh, (laughs) – you know, not just – you know, I did, actually. And Shane, right? Rock on. But here's the thing, is the joke was, what does a lesbian take on a second date? And the punchline is a U-Haul. (laughs) <laughs> right. they, 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 like, they like to, you know, generally, it's considered to be a cultural thing. They like to get serious fast. Harbaugh had a U-Haul outside the Minnesota <laughs> office. And I don't know if that's flirting, but I think we start there because, if anything, it's, it's quite frankly humiliating for Harbaugh. And, and I think it says something about the and, – and where I'm going to get with it, and I'll give you a second here, but – I'm going to get to the hypocrisy of almost everyone when it comes to what's going on in college football. And to me, I find it distasteful. I don't mind the truth. I don't care if I hate the truth. At least it's true. But I hate hypocrisy. And I think college football is built upon it.
5: Jim Harbaugh, who signed a five-year contract extension just last year, uh, comes off an interview with the Minnesota Vikings, comes back and says, well, Michigan, I will be returning next year, which means he wasn't offered the job by the Vikings.
6: Well, it means more than that is apparently, Harba- by reports, Harbaugh thought it was a coronation. He was showing up. It was going to be – they were going to woo him. And he was just going to say, okay, I'll come here. And the new GM, who has a name I'll probably be able to pronounce in about three years. Uh, <laughs> how are you doing right with that Right around the time
5: man? he's fired. He, 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 no, he,
6: he, well, I don't know. He's supposed to be pedigreed. What's the <laughs> name again?
5: I, I don't know how to pronounce it well, either. Ado- I think he, Adolfo Minsa? I don't think, I think that's, that's right. Kwesi right. Qu- 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 Adolfo Minsa? That's I, I don't know.
4: Quussy yeah, I think that's right. It- does that sound right to you, Mackenzie? Yeah. I mean, if you look at the way it's spelled, it's, it's phonetic. African names I, often are spelled very phonetically. McKenzie, would you agree Quedilla that— Mensah.
5: How often would you say this happens, that R.J. doesn't know how to pronounce a name? He knows that none of us do, <laughs> but he says, A.J., why don't you go ahead and say that one? Well, and listen. makes me the fool. And then says, I don't think that's how you say
6: it. <laughs> listen, in a second marriage, you often will bring up the first marriage, and you do it delicately. <laughs> Jonas— Never had a problem with these names. And yeah, and
5: Jonas was a pro. He was. A, I, he went to radio school.
6: I mean, well, you did too. That's the funny part of this. You went to a whole college about radio. And it struck me that you'd be thinking, you know, I walk by the office and AJ's working. I'm thinking, okay, good. You think at some point you'd say, what's the news stories today? Huh, I don't know how to pronounce that guy's name. I'm the announcer on this show. Maybe I should get that straight. <laughs> I mean, your takes aren't good enough to be the, you're not the take guy. We know that much. So, you got to be the announcer guy. So you know what we should do. You know, I just like you too much. If it, typically I would turn your mic off and say, "Tell me when you're ready to pronounce his name." But but I do. I am fond of you. I, I'm RJ Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. So we'll say the GM from the Vikings. Probably not the name that AJ pronounced exactly. He he is super analytically driven. And a lot of the analytics people are like, wow, I've heard something as simple or strong as he may be the smartest man to ever hold a GM's position. Wow. Now, now that's a strong statement. But what I'm saying is academically inclined, analytically inclined. Harbaugh, quite frankly, the opposite. Now, I'm not saying he isn't smart. I'm not saying he doesn't use numbers. But I'm saying he's old school. And it strikes me that this has been a you know a humbling we'll say experience, where the fact that Minnesota's job itself and you've got a strong take on this, the horrible Minnesota fit from the outside. Is what in your or was what in your mind?
5: It is odd because everything that that Jim Harbaugh said when he left San Francisco was, I'm leaving here for my dream job to, to coach at my alma mater, which is Michigan. So, and there were, there were rumblings that there was uh, beef between Harbaugh and Trent Baalke, and that's really what pushed him out of San Francisco. But it was announced in the yeah, middle of the that, season. I th- basically, I, th- I
6: think that's very strongly been. Uh, reported that there was a real disconnect. I mean, to the point, if I'm not mistaken, that's the fellow who's at Jacksonville now. And and it was pretty much, I can't take this job if he's there, was what, again, has been, you know, I don't know if it's been fully reported. But so, yeah, I think there's a real conflict there and and, and is assumed or was or is assumed to be one of the things that drove him out of San Fran. It was a power struggle.
5: Yeah, and it's, it certainly wasn't a lack of his success. So, and that's a rare thing for a coach to leave the NFL on his own accord and go to a college job. It's happened very few times. But what Jim Harbaugh has continually said is, "This is my destination job. This is where I want to be." I mean, he chose to leave a pretty good NFL organization to take this job, yeah, and now we
6: don't, we don't know if he chose to leave it. But I think it's fair to say at that point. He could have gotten a, a another NFL job.
5: Certainly, with the success that he'd had so far.
6: But I, at this point, what you're saying is, and, and and being very clear about it, is Minnesota amongst the job openings at the very beginning, because if Harbaugh was interested, he could have been viable in theory for any of them. That he was holding on to a almost last resort. And he was so excited about that last resort, Minnesota, that he had his U-Haul idling outside, and metaphorically. <laughs> and now he looks around and says, huh. It's like the guy is in a marriage. We'll talk marriage again. And about 15 years in, maybe, kids are – he's ready to – all of a sudden he gets picked up a, with a girl in a in – a, in a, in a, uh, uh, what's that called? A convertible, right? No, no uh, roof. And he drives off, and like three days later, you hear a knock at the door. Um, honey, um, I, uh, I got confused. How's my, how's my clothes are still here, right? It's like he literally waved cackling from Michigan, said, oh, wait, National Signing Day, the most important day of the year for our brand? I'm, I'll be somewhere else. In fact, pretty much, like, who in their right mind signed with Michigan that day? Uh, that's what I
5: and I understand that most signings happen in the early session but what I mean what res- self-respecting session, explain that the, the early signing period the, the early signing period. yesterday was the basically the late signing period mm-hmm. now it's what's traditionally been called signing day but since the rules have changed over the last few years most players are signing several months ago okay. but today yesterday is still like sort of the ceremonial day and it's a day that doesn't make sense if you're a college football coach to take an interview with an NFL team when you're supposed to be standing in front of all your recruits and saying, this is what I'm bringing into Michigan for the next four or five years. He's not even there. He's in an interview room in Minnesota and turns out gets rejected. It's just, this could not be a worse look for for Jim Harbaugh, especially considering this is the first time basically since he's been hired that he's been in the good graces of Michigan fans. This well, is the first time they've a had this...
6: Hold on a second you said something really strong and then you wouldn't even take a breath before the next thing. So let's think about what you're saying. The look couldn't be worse. I think that's exactly correct. And it's funny. You talk about the early signing day and then there's the later signing day, which has, as you said, historically been the only signing day. But you said it's kind of ceremonial. I disagree with that. I think that there might be some ceremony about the early signers, but there's also a battle to get it's almost like free agency. Let's look at it in the NFL. The first week, there's usually the biggest names are signed, but then there's a second week and a third week and it and it starts to fade. Here there's two, but the second one is very important too. It might not be the superstars, but it's going to be filling out your open slots. So there's not it's not just ceremonial. It's finding out who's going to finalize of that second group, oh, you're right? So and there's a ceremonial part of it. Because regardless of what the practical side is, the reality, it's the perception. And what is recruiting other than perception? So it looks horrible. But here's the question. What was Harbaugh saying to the kids for the early signing day? Was he saying, listen, I beat Ohio State finally. The year before, I refused to play them. I was so scared. But I beat them. I'm out of here. I don't know who's going to take me to the NFL, but you should know. The next coach is going to be a Michigan guy, might be a good guy. I won't be here most likely. Do you think that's what he was saying? I can't imagine that that's what he was saying. Do you think that was the truth? Or did something in these couple weeks change everything?
5: I don't think anything's changed. I, think I agree. That, I think Jim Harbaugh knew that he was going to go looking for this gig and or was hoping that an NFL gig would pop up. And he basically told all these kids, don't worry, I'm going to be here, I'm going to be here. It, Michigan ends up with the ninth-rated recruiting class per 24-7. So it's not like he, he you know didn't do well in recruiting. Well,
6: hold on, recruiting class – when we're considering the early signing date, too. Yes. Overall,
5: okay. yes. Yesterday, the f- classes were finalized. Yesterday, and, and Michigan ranked ninth in in one of the major uh, rankings. Okay, and but the,
6: but the question becomes if you. There had to be, and we'll look into this, Mackenzie. look into it. There had to be rankings that came out about the early signing.
5: At the and, December signing day, I'm sure. Y-
6: yes. So then the question becomes, okay, if we're going to combine the two, well, let's look at where Michigan was in the early. If Michigan was number five in the early and they end up number nine, it shows that, oh, my God, they've had a real bad second si- second period. If they were 15th and ended up nine, they had a real good second period. But you know what? It doesn't matter because every kid was effectively lied to or at least they were uh, the, the full truth was omitted, right He did not and, and to me maybe that's the game now. Maybe everyone has to lie. but Lordy B, if you build a system where you gotta lie to kids' faces at an age, what do you think is the most important thing and let's be candid here for a second. A lot of football players are from lower socioeconomic backgrounds. It's just they're more, you know, whatever the reason, it could be they're more motivated. It could be those parts of the country, whatever it is. And I don't know the answer. There's not a lot of rich kids relatively playing football at the Division one level. Not saying there's not none. I'm saying in general, these are kids where the scholarship is their chance out. And you know what? There's a lot of kids in lower socioeconomic uh, circumstances. That don't have a great male figure in their life. It's just a fact. Whatever the correlation is, causation, I don't know. Okay. What is going to be one of the most important things for them to believe in their lives, let's say their early adulthood? It's going to be that they can trust the coach that's that's making them these promises. Exactly. And to me, establishing right off the go that we've got, and I don't even, listen, Harbaugh, he smells whatever. I I don't like him, to be honest with you. But I don't care. It's a small thing. Like I like chocolate ice cream. Don't like vanilla. It doesn't matter. It's small to me. But this is bigger. This is we're setting up a system, and, and you know this system better than me, AJ. So tell me if I'm wrong. That it's like look at what happened with the Notre Dame coach going to LSU. It's like by any account. It's like those kid. it felt like that he had – and I don't blame him, Kelly. It just felt like he had to do it that way. He's like he's on the phone on a recruiting trip. Then one day he says, hey, I got this job, and now it's like I got to quit recruiting. It's like it's set up to lie. It is. And and, and I just wonder, what, what is that the only way it could be? Is there a way to do it that that's not the case?
5: No, I don't think there is because what what it is, it's these guys' jobs. To, and I'm sure Brian Kelly called the recruits that he was hoping he was going to get at Notre Dame and said, hey – here's the deal, I'm probably going somewhere else. I'd love to bring you along well, with no, me. Well,
6: no, I guarantee that wasn't what he did. And the, the only distinction I'll make is, one, on the Ryan Russolo pod, The I think it was the O.C. or D.C. I think the D.C. who actually stayed on, and maybe it's the other way. It
5: is the D.C. You're
6: right. Okay, he was on, and he explained he was with Kelly that day. And when he, fi- when he was recruiting one minute, and the next minute he said, there's been a change of plans, I'm flying back. All right. That was the way it was recounted. So it's like he was in someone's house like minutes before saying what And when he knew his, his agent was negotiating a deal. Now, I get that the deal wasn't finalized, so I don't know what the answer is. But then the next minute he's like, hey, that next kid that was so important we talked to, I, I'm not I don't care because I'm out of here. It's like, how do you. How do you do that better? I don't know, but it is atrocious. And I don't think anyone has talked about this. And, you know, Mackenzie, you know, AJ, you're our white from the South. We got Mackenzie, a person of color, as they say these days. Um, Do you you agree with me that with a typical – and I know you can say, well, what's typical? But across the board, in your experience – Amongst people of color, let's say at the age of 17, 18, 19, that that trusting in males that are older is is something that's not that's troublesome. It's troubling. It's difficult for them. It's something they struggle with. I would say yes. I would say yes as well. I would say, (laughs) AJ, you think I was asking the, the white man from the south?
5: Oh, I thought that's what I thought you, uh, you said. Oh you no, no, no! I was saying
6: on it. I was saying AJ is our white man from the south, and we're saying that with coach oh. in, in a smile. Mackenzie, our person of color, here comes the question to you, Mackenzie.
4: I would say a hundred percent. It reminds me of the Jay Z line. I like to go home and watch the movies and root for the villain. It's kind of our mentality. We are just subversive, waiting to see what's authority so we can buck against it. So rarely do we accept someone in. I say we like I'm 19, but that's my feeling. That's that adolescent like bucking against it until you can accept it. So to have someone that you let in suddenly be, be that villain that, that you try to warn yourself against, it it would be extremely disappointing.
6: And by, by definition, whoever, whatever school you're going to, you've decided to trust that guy. Right. Because why would you go there? Either? Unless you don't trust anyone, then maybe not. But even and then... then you would have
4: validation that you shouldn't it, have trusted it. Exactly.
6: Exactly. What do you the, think, AJ? I,
5: I, was, I think that it's... it's If this were to happen three or four years ago, it would be even more egregious. Now it may hurt Michigan even more because these players now have the opportunity for that one-time transfer that they can use at any time. When back in the day, once you committed, you were stuck at that school unless you wanted to sit out a year. Now if any of these recruits feel like they've been bamboozled, it doesn't take much for them to go somewhere else.
6: Now you said one time. Is that the case, that the transfer... Portal for the players is a one-time gig or one-time one team? time it's one time without sitting out a year okay that's interesting I, I didn't know that huh. huh this
5: reminds me of a, a show that you've put me on to secession it's when Shiv and Tom get married, and then as soon as they get married, Shiv says, I think I want to have an open relationship. That's what it feels like these recruits. These recruits <laughs> feel like Tom hearing this news, like, hey, I'm seeing other people.
6: It's a, it's a little shocking to their systems, I would imagine. But unless I'm mistaken, she told him before the marriage, it was like the night before,
5: though. No, it was after they were after they were married.
6: Really? Oh, huh. yes. Okay, I'll have to double back on that. Okay, we're straight out of Vegas So this is what I think it's fair to conclude as we wrap this segment, is the system makes college football coaches a liar, but Harbaugh's probably a worse liar than most. (laughs) When we come back, (laughs) go Bucks. When we come back, we're going to shift gears and what's been the aftermath of the $100,000 bounty on losses, what's been the aftermath on the hiring practices. We've got some interesting angles following up from yesterday
5: that's coming up next but first AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road like their free AutoZone fix finder service with over 5600 locations nationwide AutoZone's here to help you save time and money with their free services getting the job done just got easier restrictions apply get in the zone AutoZone he's RJ Bell I'm AJ Hoffman this is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio
1: right out of Vegas!
2: terms and conditions apply.
0: I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out
5: I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas, and I'm AJ Hoffman. In just a minute, we're going to look back into the Brian Flores, Stephen Ross, Miami Dolphins controversy. See what else we can uncover on that story.
6: Yeah, a lot of a lot of interesting dialogue with this, and and to me, it's always the first day is typically what your opinion is, and then after that, it becomes well, what's your opinion? of other people's opinions, which actually gets, I think, potentially very interesting. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year plus. Why? Because of your support. And we're going to keep working extra hard, extra, extra hard to deliver for you. Winners, laughter, insight, contemplation, all of it. We're working extra hard. You can listen on the iHeartRadio app. Just search for Straight Out of Vegas. Here in Vegas on the Strip, 54 degrees. The neon is chugging. The
5: Brian Flores news continues to come out. Today, John Elway responds to his lawsuit, calls his allegations false and defamatory. Still waiting word from Stephen Ross on the allegations towards the Miami Dolphins. But the long story is, he's still without a job, although he is still considered a finalist for two head coaching jobs.
6: As we first question just struck me is he more or less likely to get those jobs and if he hadn't come out less okay that's seems obvious in some ways because he's now pegged the troublemaker right or wrongly is could it be that if someone is looking to make a sweeping gesture and saying oh or could it be there's the phone call from the commissioner and again we're talking here, speculation obviously that says, hey, uh, you know, if he got hired here, maybe this all goes away.
5: Uh, well, yeah, I, that's an interesting, interesting. Or, hey, this guy's causing trouble. Let's steer clear of him.
6: Well, I don't think that's something the commissioner needs to say, right? <laughs> Is but I don't. But here's the thing. Let's let's put ourselves in the commissioner's shoes. And again, we're speaking. Uh, speculation here, or or role-playing I guess here, is uh, there's no sense, this doesn't go away I mean, first of all, the fact he was a head coach already and he gets fired under let's just say this and we have a report we're going to put out tomorrow on this and we'll tweet it from my account first, at RJ in Vegas but McKenzie's been working on it Is it fair to say, McKenzie, that of all the – how many coaches have been fired with less than – with three or less years on the job? So this is a coach that gets fired fairly quickly, right? One year, two year, or three year on the job. So Flores was three years on the job. How many coaches had a winning ATS record? Well, let's start with how many coaches meet that criteria in the last –
4: Five Since years. 2016, yeah, last five seasons plus this one was 19 coaches fired with three or
6: few, fewer seasons. Okay, so there's six years we're talking that, yes. counting count this season. And how many coaches got fired? 19. Okay, so 19, Flores is in a group of 19, fired with three or less years on the job, and this is over the last six seasons we're looking at this. Okay, How many of them had a winning ATS record? So against the spread. And you might say, who cares? Why are you trying to get Vegas into this? No, no, no. This is the most important number because what is the Vegas spread? Expectation. Expectation. Exactly. Expectation. So if you exceed expectations, huh, that isn't the guys typically that get fired. If you fall short of expectations, that kind of says, okay, maybe you should get fired least be considered to be fired how many of the 19 exceeded expectation by definition let's say being over 51 percent one brian flores okay did i ask you that you
4: asked me no you asked me how many then the answer is one okay now i get to say brian
6: flores but you know what i don't because mckenzie stepped <laughs> on the your line. joy <laughs> no it wasn't the joy it's just good presentation all right, you want to draw people in. You don't want to hit them with the. <laughs> All right, so thanks, McKenzie. Turn your mic off. <laughs> we're straight out of Vegas now. He's a person of color, and you know what? His mic's still off. Right. I'm just. We're just going to say it the way we think it is and roll with it. Ah, uh, go ahead, AJ. Take over. Yeah.
5: The the list is. It's actually 18 coaches. One of them with two stints that being Adam Gase but Brian Flores (laughs) he
6: he meets the criteria twice
5: (laughs) twice he met that criteria but yeah Brian Flores 60% ATS Ben McAdoo was the next closest at 50% so this it's not like he was barely you know beating expectation he was beating expectation regularly if you if you were to hit 60% ATS you were betting every week you'd be a rich man pretty quickly
6: well, I mean, it's that's understating how big it is. Like, So the the best coach in, let's say, this century, like Belichick is like 59, I think, 0.1 at this point. And there's no one during his tenure that's even close, right? So if you look at teams, which is another way to look at it, to kind of have Belichick's longevity, the best team is like 55% over Belichick's tenure. So – if you're fit, if it wasn't for Belichick, the best team this century would be 55 percent, and Flores. Oh, McKenzie. What was Flores again? 60 percent. 60 percent. So now listen, doing it over three years is not near as impressive as doing it over a long period of time. But you don't want to stop a guy that's exceeding expectations 60 percent of the time. It just, it doesn't happen. I mean, like we said, there'd be one other case that was at least like 52%. No, it, it, Vegas is expectation. And to exceed it by six out of 10 times and no one else it, that's been fired is over 50% really effectively. Man, it, it, it doesn't say there's racism, but boy, it speaks to it strongly. Or Flores is, is unbearable in other ways. Right. And that could be, too. Let's be honest. If you're a rich guy to some degree, if someone rubs you the wrong way and you're he's hired at your pleasure, you probably you don't want the guy even if he's winning. Obviously, Jimmy Johnson was winning, but eventually, you know, Jerry Jones didn't want him. So we Flores didn't win anywhere near as much as Jimmy Johnson, but he got, you know, Jimmy Johnson got thrown to the curb. And you know what? That's fine. It's the owner's chance or choice. But but it's not something that that, that that disconnect personality wise has to be major if someone's really exceeding. And it happens rarely. So usually when people of all the 19, there's only one, you know, 19 instances, there's only one that was winning. So, yeah, could it be something other than racism? Yes. But boy, it is a rare exception, a guy winning that much relative to expectations is going to get fired.
5: Now, could it be the other factor of that story, being the the offer of $100,000 a game that you lose, and Brian Flores rejecting that offer, when a billionaire says, hey, this is what I'm going to pay you to do, this is what I want you to do, my employee, and that employee says, thanks but no thanks, I'm here to win football games, that's something that that, that billionaire owner is not going to forget. And then when, he, when he's got a decision to make, so everybody else is saying, how could you fire this guy? Well, he didn't do what you wanted him to do.
6: So in a way, you're saying it wouldn't be racism. It would be his resistance to the, the scheme, the I'm saying alleged that would be, scheme.
5: That would be the other explanation if it's not racism.
6: Or it'd be one other explanation. Uh, uh, yes. Okay, I've got thoughts on this. I don't agree with AJ 100%. You're feeling better today, AJ, huh?
5: Feeling better. Handled that a little better, huh?
6: Yeah. So tomorrow you're off. Because you, you're moonlighting, is that right?
5: I'm moonlighting, yes. I'll be so in San, did, San Antonio, you Texas. What,
6: you didn't feel well enough not to cry about being sick yesterday, but you're traveling on Friday.
5: I gutted through yesterday. I, d- I did with the radio show. I did the podcast with a lot of whining. Yes, I may whine this. I won't, I, 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 I'll be okay. I'm feeling better.
6: <laughs> All right, so here's the question about the 100000 because in pre-production, A.J., I don't know if he parroted my thoughts, we'll say. But he was saying exactly the same thing with different words. But I think it was interesting because it was different words. And I want to hear them. What we said yesterday was, listen, guys, 100,000 not to win games. This isn't. We're not playing anymore when you are actively – taking money and partnering with gambling entities. And let's give Bart Scott some credit on get up. He said it explicitly. When we have gambling partners with the league, the league has gambling partners, I think in general there's a, a expectation of fair play and games being, you know, not deceptive in the teams efforts, you know that they're all trying to win. I think even without gambling partners, that's that's integral to a league. But once you start taking money from gambling partners, you know, Sportsbook XYZ, the partner of the NFL, man, oh, man, I mean, you think about that. It's like you now in bed and A.J., you've had your own expression of how serious that is.
5: Yeah. You've got to be above reproach because now you're talking about someone influencing the entire market. And who knows what else is behind or who else is behind that. But there's a lot of people investing millions, not 100,000, 100,000. Like to Brian Flores, it's, the, it's a drop in the bucket for him, I'm sure. But it, it's affecting a market that's got millions and millions each week put into it. It's a criminal offense if, if it's proven to be true.
6: I agree with that. If you're, you're, if you're attempting to influence a game, and and, and, and let's be candid, Who's to say, you want to make it more criminal, who's to say, who the and, and if anything, to whatever degree it's a drop in the bucket for Flores, it's a drop in the bucket even more, it's a bigger bucket for the owner. So we're, you're, in either case, you're talking about a, a relatively small amount of money relative to their annual earnings, but it doesn't change. It doesn't even have to be the money. If the owner simply said, it's my preference that you coach in a way that diminishes our chance of victory. All right. Forget money. If that's said that's a criminal offense, what makes it more of a criminal offense? And I'm not saying this happened, but imagine if the owner tells some of his friends at the country club, allegedly that, oh, yeah, this year might not be too good. In fact, we're trying not to win. But look out in 2022, buddy, or whatever. That very act right there is more that's that's literally insider trading if it were the stock market, so not literally, because now what? Is there a chance that that person goes and bets a certain way or tells someone and they bet a certain way? Now it's not only are you not uh, being transparent about your intentions, it's that you're communicating that that then benefits others and hurts the market, but hurts the innocent better. I mean, there's a reason a lot of people went to jail in the 80s with insider trading. It's because it was rampant. They've cracked down on it, and they said, hey, when there's pensions at stake, you can't mess around. Well, you know what? There's pensions at stake in sports betting. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about Tom Brady. I have a conspiracy theory about Brady that is big. I kind of hinted at it. It kind of came together in my head. This is what I'm going to predict will happen, and when it does, I'll be the greatest predictor in the history since Nostradamus.
5: That's coming up next, but first, AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road, like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. With over 5,600 locations nationwide, AutoZone's here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier, restrictions apply, get in the zone, AutoZone. He's R.J. Bell, I'm A.J. Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted, right here on Fox Sports Radio.
1: Straight out of Vegas!
5: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
6: i I'm RJ Bell, we are straight out of Vegas.
5: And I'm A.J. Hoffman, and we've been talking about Brian Flores and the allegations he's made against Miami Dolphins owner Stephen Ross and what it could imply outside of the world of football.
6: It's funny. We talked about um, the 100000 and In a way, to be incentivized not to win, we know is horrible. But let's say that they were going to do it legitimately, and we've defined what legitimate tanking is. It's your deferring benefit now to the future. By definition, if you trade a draft pick this year for a draft pick next year, you are deferring your chance of winning this year goes down. Right, AJ? Yes. So it's fair to do that. Defer as long as you're trying to net net win it. And in fact, if you think about it in the inverse, right? When the Rams traded a second and a third for Von Miller weren't they effectively tanking or decreasing their chance of winning in the future? Yes. Because right, they're not going to have and that second, third-round
5: pick. While increasing their chance to win now. Exactly. And it's the, the opposite goes for the Broncos. The Broncos decreasing their chance to win this year, increasing future.
6: Exa- well said. And that's fair as can be. And you know what? Having a guy that's kind of injured that maybe would play if it was a playoff game, say, you know, you just sit. I think that's fair, too, because he's injured. But otherwise, you got to try to win. But it strikes me that with the Hugh Jackson revelations or whatever you want to call them, it was done the right way, which is, they. in my understanding is, and I haven't read every word of it, and correct me if I'm wrong, is they were saying, hey, we're going to give you a bonus the first two years or so, I think, too, because, hey, it's going to be tough to win, but that bonus is being driven by... Having the youngest team. But here's the thing Hugh Jackson didn't have command and control of the roster.
5: The roster, yeah. He wasn't the GM.
6: So, thus, it was him saying pretty much, listen, if we give you the youngest team, it's code for, not code, but we're practically rebuilding. And thus, it's going to be hard to win. And thus, you're going to have losses on your record that maybe are a little bit unfair to you. So, we're going to give you extra money because we're saying we're making it, we're dealing you a tough hand. Here's some money because you might have your future earnings hurt to some degree. Kind of makes perfect sense, doesn't it?
5: Yeah, and that was a situation where they said your your win bonus incentives are later in the contract, not these first two years.
6: Exactly. That, to me, is a sign of a team deferring the chance to win. But it's not the sign of illicit tanking, and it's not in in any way a sign of racism. It seems to be fair, right? Now, I think the case can be made sometimes if there's gonna be a losing situation that that some owners that might not be inclined to hire a black coach might hire a black coach in that situation saying, hey, let them take the losses. And to me, that that gets to be gray, right? Because they're getting the, now as long as they're treated fairly when it's time to re-up, but you know what? It doesn't seem like maybe in Houston they that he was, Colley. So that gets, I think, more gray. But I think it's another angle on this. Uh, any thoughts on that before we go to Tom Brady? Uh, uh,
5: no, I agree completely with, with the Houston concept. And that happened before with the Astros as well with Bo Porter. So that's it's happened multiple times where they know it's not a winning situation. They bring in a guy who they know can get them through the, the tough times, so to speak.
6: All right, so here's the Brady take. My thought was that Brady had a stated goal – to keep playing until he could win Super Bowls and specifically keep playing to the age of 45, to stop within one year of that, man, oh, man, it didn't make a lot of sense. And I speculate, and I do strongly, that there's turmoil inside of Tampa Bay. And it's been spoken of to some degree by other players that was driven by the Antonio Brown spectacle and all the things that happened there. And I think ultimately Bruce Arians is going to be shown to be maybe not as clean with that as you might think. But how is it that Brady could maybe get the best of both worlds? Because if he left Tampa Bay and went to San Fran, it would look like he's title hunting, right? A third team. and But imagine if he takes off one year. And like Jordan, there's talk of the next year. He says, you know, I'm going to come back for one more. Now he, he loses a year of beating, he get, of getting beat. He gets the, the um, choice of teams at that point. And it doesn't look like he's title hunting because he was already away for a year. He gets all the retirement attention, but then he gets even more attention when he comes back. I'm not saying it's his exact plan. I'm saying maybe it's in the back of his mind. I'm predicting it's going to happen. He he will not play this year, but he'll play the next year. What do you think, AJ? (laughs) AJ?
5: I don't. I don't think that's out of the question. Certainly, <laughs> go ahead, buddy. <laughs> All right, AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road, like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service with over fifty six hundred locations nationwide. AutoZone's here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Get in the zone, AutoZone. If you missed any of today's show, including great discussion about Brian Flores, you can check out the podcast at FoxSportsRadio.com. We're back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. We are straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Straight out of Vegas!
5: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.